Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 26, the double review for John Wick chapter 2 and the Lego Batman movie. How you doing? This is the Hypersonic 55 and I'm glad you decided to join me for another episode of Film Focus, our podcast dedicated to just talking about the various different elements of film in all of its different forms. While we happen to do a lot of film reviews from time to time, we also happen to talk about different things like specific films, whether they be live action or animated, talk about film soundtracks or specific genres. We have a good few topics that have been covered beforehand, and there are still many to come. So I hope you happen to stick around and, you know, check them out. And uh, if you're new to the podcast, just happen to look back at several of the episodes that I've done up until this point. We've currently got 25, and this is 26. So yeah, how am I doing today, you might ask? I'm okay. You might not have asked that, but you know what, I just thought I'd put it out there. Right now, it is a pretty sunny day. And what am I doing on this sunny day? Chilling in my room doing a podcast because that's how I like to spend my time. But in all seriousness, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to go back and take a moment and just just appreciate the weather. Because here in the UK, the weather tends to fluctuate between being bad and very bad or just okay. And sometimes it can just be alright. And today is one of those pretty nice looking days. I don't think that it's actually, you know, warm outside because the sun and heat just never seem to properly meet in the UK a lot. But yeah, outside it just looks very nice. I might step out later on. But you didn't come here to listen to me talk about the weather. You are here for the film reviews. And today we got two in the form of John Wick Chapter 2 and Lego Batman movie. Two films I have been eagerly anticipating for a while now, but was also very cautious before going in to see both. Now, the Lego Batman movie I actually saw first about two weeks ago, I think, by this point. But since John Wick Chapter 2 is a little bit more fresher in my mind, I've got to start with that film first and then move on to Lego Batman later on. So, John Wick Chapter 2, the sequel that a lot of film fans had been waiting for, me included. Uh, before I get into my review, I just want to go back and give you a little bit of history. Um, firstly, John Wick came out in 2014, and I remember that film, uh, you know, with the marking and all that, and I was thinking, this looks interesting, but considering the quality of Keanu Reeves' like, you know, recent films, I was like, nah, not for me, not for me. But then the film has just this marketing push just like what three weeks before the film comes out and then it becomes a sleeper hit that everybody starts talking about word of mouth keeps it in the cinema a little longer and then after a while by the time it gets on like you know was it home video everybody's talking about this bloody john wick film i'm just like what what's this film and why are people talking about is it that good so as a fan of collider video i had listened to these guys talk about john wick so many times especially after the sequel was announced and i'm just like okay I I need to see this film. So I was late to the John Wick uh, party, 
but I think I saw it for the first time either in 2015 or early side of 2016, and I was like, you know what? This film is pretty good. I think the problem for me was that I enjoyed the film a lot. The action was fabulous. The cast was really cool. I like Keanu Reeves, Alfie Allen, Adrian Pilecki, Ian McShane, William Dafoe. Like, uh, yeah, like you know, there's a lot of cool people in that film. And yeah, like I said before, the action was great and I liked the story. But since the film had been hyped up for me so much by everyone just saying, John Wick is the best film I've ever seen in the history of my life. Such a great action film. Redefined the genre. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm ready to be blown away. And the film was really good, but I wasn't like, you know, amazed by it. But I was thinking, yeah, pretty solid action film. I'm interested in a sequel, but as it happens with a lot of sequels, you're just like... What can they do to really go about and change it up from the original? And plus, John Wick, as a, you know, as a standalone film, it just worked. It had a lot of interesting, you know, story elements and mystery and intrigue, you know, with the Continental or the Assassins and just the way in which that world was formed. That, yeah, sure, you could do a sequel, but in a way, it just felt right to leave it on its own. But as soon as I saw that first major trailer, I think the main scene that I loved in it was just that point where... John Wick is just in that crowd and everybody stops and then he just pulls out the gun and everybody scatters. I was like, boy, this film got me. And then I saw bloody Lawrence Fishburne. I'm like, boy, this film got me. So, yeah, the trailers got me hyped and I was ready to see John Wick Chapter 2. So I went to see it the other day with my sister and uh, my mom and we all really enjoyed the film. The film is damn good. Damn good. John Wick Chapter 2 is just fabulous and it was so much better than i ever could have expected in a lot of ways it's actually better than the previous film but yeah i'm gonna get into that in just a second so the plot for john wick can just be summed up as the following after returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt john wick discovers that a large bounty has been placed on his life and then chaos ensues and yeah, that is pretty much the synopsis of John Wick without going into the area of spoilers. What I really appreciate about this film is how similar it was to the first film, but also found a way to be different at the same time. This sequel not only advanced John's story, but also expanded upon the world and added extra layers to the characters and the information about the Continental and the nature of the assassination business that John and all these other, you know, professional killers are a part of. The plot felt like a natural progression of what's come before and it was just a fascinating and cool ride that added so much more to this series than I was expecting. There are some unexpected turns here and there and with the way in which the film ends, I was just surprised. Now, this is the kind of stuff that you might have seen in the action thriller genre before but again, because of the way in which it was handled in this film, it works so well and you just want to see more. I could see this whole series turning into, you know, a whole expanded thing, like, you know, with possibly more extra films that could either go into the future or into the past, or, you know, like these people on Collider Video said, The Continental, you could have a whole film series or even a TV series, maybe on Netflix about it. Damn good stuff. This whole world just has a really interesting set of rules and mythology and world building, and it's, it's really good, really good, unexpected. For sure. And then there was the cast who were all super effective in their roles. Firstly, to start with Keanu Reeves as John Wick. My goodness, what a beast 
of a man. Now we've seen in a good number of action thriller films over the years the kind of badasses that you get, whether you have Ethan Hunt in the Mission Impossible series, or Jason Bourne in the Bourne films, or Denzel Washington in the Equalizer, or the Daniel Craig renditions of James Bond. You know, you've got all these sort of badass geezers. But John Wick is a different kind of badass. He is so focused, determined, crazy and aggressive in just a almost inhuman kind of way. And that's what I love about him. When people refer to him as the boogeyman, you see why in this film. Um, besides being an intimidating, tough and crazy badass, he also has a fairly interesting history with the stuff relating to his wife and what happened to him in the first film and the stuff that happens to him now. He just has a really interesting past with a lot of interesting people and just the way in which that unfolds in this film is really good and Keanu Reeves does so well in this role. This is the kind of role that he excels in. He's really good at the physical elements of this role. Reeves just finds a way to do a lot with just the physicality of his body and facial expressions and yeah he acts pretty well in the film as well so yeah it's, it's a good time when Reeves is involved he's really good. Also, Ricardo Scamerico also made for a really great villain as Santino D'Antonio. Now, even though I like John Wick, I thought that the villains in the first film were just a little okay to bland. But D'Antonio in this film, this guy was great. Here we had a character with purpose, motivation, and a really cool and charismatic demeanor. I really liked the character of D'Antonio, his ties to John Wick, and how he is this just, you know, very suave, cool kind of badass who is composed and yet very sinister at the same time. And Scamerico did a really good job as the villain. He was fabulous. And then you have Common as Cassian. This is probably Common's most notable role for a few years now, and I loved his performance and how integral his character was to the plot. This guy was fairly interesting. I liked his character motivation, the ties he had to certain other people in this film, and why him and John end up like, you know, was it on opposite sides of each other. Also, Ruby Rose as Eris. Is that how you say her name? At least I think that's how you say it. Anyway, Ruby Rose was good. She was pretty effective. At first, I wasn't sure if I was going to like her too much, just because of the way in which her character is and I don't want to reveal what that is specifically but when you see the film you know exactly what I mean but basically by the end of the film I thought that she was pretty effective and I liked the way she handled her action sequences as well some might think that she didn't do too much but for what she did and the way in which her character was portrayed I thought she was effective and then there's Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King at least I think that's how you say that he was also really cool I liked, again, he has an interesting, like, you know, tie to John Wick. And Fishburne played this character with just such a sense of humor, fun, but also seriousness at the same time. I also like seeing the return of Ian McShane as Winston. His character is just really fun, interesting, and intriguing. I just like seeing how calm and cool and collected he is, but also the wealth of knowledge that he happens to give to John and some of these other characters in the film. You can tell that this guy's just been through a lot of stuff just from the way he talks and acts and is just very nonchalant about a lot of things. 
Also, the return of John Leglazamo and Lance Reddick in this film brought me joy because they are two of my favorite character actors, and just seeing them in this film just made me smile. I also enjoyed the performances from Peter Stormore and Franco Nero, and Peter Serafenowitz as well was really solid. Just everybody in this film, regardless of whether they were a top-tier character or just supporting or even a cameo, they all did their jobs very well. Oh, but the best part of this film, by far with a visual presentation, good God, this film brought the fire. This film had really good lighting, an interesting use of color, and really sweet cinematography during the action sequences. And speaking of the action sequences, good gravy. This film handled the action so well. I thought John Wick was pretty solid with the action sequences, but this film just took it to the next level. I have never seen such a beautiful display of action, choreography, and violence in, you know, just a Western film for a while now. Because, you know, you've got a lot of, like, you know, really good action films from Eastern cinema, whether you're talking about, like, you know, uh, Japanese or Chinese or Korean films. So, you know, you're talking about, say, It Man or the Raid films. But there's not too many films in, like, you know, was it Western cinema that do the action to this degree so well. And... The directors of John Wick really brought something special to the table in 2014. And now they're back and they're bringing it with this film in such a crazy way. The gunfights are longer and more intense. The hand-to-hand combat is brutal. And the chase sequences are fast and chaotic. And the violence, good gravy. The violence is lovely in just such a horrible yet great way there's a great deal of broken bones car crashes blood splatter and so on and the way in which everything is set up was incredibly creative and some of the death scenes were just badass just you'll be doing a lot of ooh and go how when you watch the film and uh, i also have to mention this film is pretty funny as well in a lot of unexpected ways uh you're just watching some of this like you know, stuff unfold, and I'm, again, I don't want to get into specifics, but when you see the film, and see the the way in which some of these scenes are handled, it's pretty ridiculous, but in the best way, I was laughing so much at the ridiculous nature of this film, but it was really solid, really good stuff. Also, I really enjoyed the film score from Tyler Bates and Joel J. Richard. It was fairly energetic, and helped accentuate the action on screen. So yeah, to conclude, John Wick Chapter 2 was a lot of fun and just far better than I expected with a solid story, good characters, awesome action choreography and violence. And yeah, this is just a sequel that is worth watching. I'd highly recommend it. I'm going to see it again fairly soon. John Wick Chapter 2. Good stuff. So now let's move on to the Lego Batman film. Now, Batman, played by the wonderful Will Arnett, was one of the most standout parts of the Lego movie. So when they announced that there was going to be a Lego Batman movie, it felt like a no-brainer. Though, I thought it was a bad idea just because you might be getting too much of a good thing as a whole film. Um, Now, not all characters who spin off from a major film end up being, like, you know, bad, but the best example I can give in recent memories was the Minions. They have been pretty solid characters as part of the Despicable Me films, but when they went solo in their own sort of prequel spin-off film, 
in 2015, I believe. The characters just weren't as engaging and the way in which they were used were just meh. It felt like they just went from being really good to just being really meh. So yeah, I didn't want to feel that way about Batman, one of my favorite characters. But the interesting thing about LEGO Batman was that it had a pretty solid marketing campaign. And most of the trailers, while I didn't laugh, just gave me a good few chuckles here and there. And it gave me hope for what this film could be. So let me just give you the synopsis of this film very briefly. There are a lot of changes brewing in Gotham City. And if he wants to save the city from the Joker's hostile takeover, Batman may have to drop his lone vigilante thing and try to work with others and maybe, just maybe, learn to lighten up. And yeah, that is the synopsis of the film without going into the area spoilers. What I really liked about the story in Lego Batman was the way in which it found a balance between, you know, taking the piss out of Batman's, like, you know, lore character and some of the story slash generalizations of the character but also found ways to adhere to the lore and mythology of all that stuff at the same time these filmmakers understood the world of batman so well that there is a ton of references and that was the part that really blew my mind as a fan of batman since the uh, 90s when i grew up I first started out with Batman the Animated Series and then started like, you know, watching the subsequent movies and TV shows and, you know, some other comics in that period. My wealth of Batman knowledge is not that high, but it's high enough that, you know, if you were to throw a good few references at me about Batman, I'd probably know what they were. But this film, whoa, I was watching this film and I'm like, my goodness, they were reaching for every corner of the Batman mythos. The amount of films and TV shows and comics and characters that they were able to reference, whether it was visual or verbal gags, was just amazing. You know, whether it's jokes or just paying tribute, this film had it from left to right, A to Z. It was it was insane. I was just I felt at one point my mind was going to implode because there's certain moments where you get sequences of references and it's all coming at you very fast and it's just like I, I feel like I'm gonna have to watch this film at least another two or three times just to be able to catch everything but for all the stuff that I was able to see I'm like these filmmakers they know their Batman lore I tip my hat to them they know what's up and I thought it was just really cool how they were able to get to the core of who Batman is and talk about like you know some of the uh core elements of his character, why he is who he is, and why he works alone. And also highlight the crazy relationship that he happens to have with the Joker as well. This film also happens to have a fair amount of heartfelt moments amongst all the humor and chaos that happens to go down in this film. And a lot of it is true to the lore of the series and feels very nice. And it also feels in line with what's come before in the Lego film series. Like, if you've seen the Lego movie, there are certain story beats and themes that you'll recognize in this film straight away. But that is by no means a bad thing. It works, it flows, and it just carries the overall narrative forward. This film has definitely got something for everybody. It's good for kids, it's also good for adults, because the kids get all the action, chaos, and all the fun little, you know... Human made for kids, but then there's also human made for adults. And all these references and action and all this other sort of material that just works, it works. Now, 
as I said before, there's humor in this film. And the funny thing is, I assumed that Lego Batman would at least make me laugh more than I did. And it's not that I am anti-humor. I love me some humor. I just think that some of the jokes in the film were either ruined by trailers or were just not as funny as I was expecting. And don't get me wrong, there was a good few moments where I was smiling throughout this film. It's just a case that for ha-ha-ha kind of laughs, it just wasn't for me, just for me. For me. Yeah. Overall, film was really solid story-wise. Now, let's talk about the cast. So first it is Will Arnett as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I love Will Arnett. Ever since I heard his crazy deep voice in 30 Rock, he's become one of my favorite actors. And I've seen him in so many other things where I'm just like, oh, it's Will Arnett. Friggin' love that guy. And when I found out he was the voice of Batman in Lego Movie, I was so happy. And he just continues to excel in this role in this film. He is all sorts of sarcastic, rude, and mean, but just in a really funny, uh, charismatic kind of way. And I love I loved his performance in this film. Zach Galifianakis as the Joker was also really effective. He did really well in this role. He was really funny and kind of sympathetic at the same time. But he also carried that crazy, funny, and, you know, silly demeanor that we have with, like, you know, as a Joker. He's just really fun and uh, I enjoyed his performance. Michael Sarah's Dick Grayson slash Robin, I also thought, might be a little over the top for the way in which they were playing, like, you know, was it the Robin character, but he was also really fun, he was really sweet and cute and annoying, but in a fun kind of way, and Sarah just had that right level of, you know, sort of annoyance, but, like, you know, humor that carried him through the film. Also, Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, was also really solid. Even when she's not trying to be sassy, when she's serious, it sort of comes through in her voice. And that definitely translated in this film as well. She was really fun in this role. And Ray Fiennes as Alfred was just great. So much fun. So good. So solid. He just added a lot of like uh, that dry sense of humor that some of like you know the iterations of Alfred has had before. And he was just really good in his role. And one of the other things I appreciate about this film was the characters they were able to pull in, not only from the DC universe, but also other worlds as well. And when you see the film, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. When you see some of these people just show up on screen for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? This film is going full on crazy and I bloody love it. And then there's the presentation. One of my favorite things about the Lego movie was the fact that they were able to create this sort of stop motion effect with 3D animated graphics and they were able to do the same thing in Lego Batman but just in my opinion to a higher degree. The cinematography for some of these sequences is insane with all the different kind of camera work that they're able to like you know just put to screen and some of the action sequences are so inventive creative and mad and then at one point I see Batman assembling stuff and I'm like oh yeah I forgot in the Lego movie, they were all about, like, building things. And then when it happens in the film, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. But, yeah, the Lego building sequences are great. Just the animation was solid. I loved the art direction. The use of color and lighting was really good. And I also really enjoyed the soundtrack as well, which was pretty solid. Also, so, yeah, the Lego Batman movie. What can I say about the film that has been said already? The film was really fun, energetic, good for 
people of all ages, but also really solid for Batman fans. Batman fans who have like you know paid attention to the series for the longest amount of time will get the best enjoyment out of this film. Really funny, really solid, uh, kind of heartfelt as well, and really solid action. I really enjoyed what Chris McKay brought to this film. Oh, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if there is any more Lego Batman, I think I'd be down for it. So yeah, John Wick Chapter 2, the Lego Batman movie. Go check them out. I know my reviews for these films are a little late, but hey, it's better late than never, right? <laughs> but anyway... That will bring this episode of Film Focus to a close. Thank you for listening. And if you have any feedback about this podcast, please be sure to drop it in the comment section below or drop me an email where I am at thehypersonic555 at gmail.com or holler at me on Twitter where I am at filmfocus55 or at thehypersonic55. So yeah, that is Film Focus over. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time... This is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace!